Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. But I want to talk about the the leases. So here they are. Let's you know it's hard to find very much about the leases. You could look them up as much as you want, but the internet is pretty much scrubbed of these guys. The stuff that is there, you have to look pretty hard to find, is a 1984 uh, mention of them in getting involved in the AWAC deal. This is when the United States and the British were were having a bit of a tiff about who was going to give the Saudis the AWACs. And um, the British ended up stepping in after Congress, I think, said that they couldn't, uh, America couldn't fulfill that offer. And then in 1986, this giant deal called the Al Yabana deal took place, which was basically an oil for arms deal uh, worth two billion, maybe 20 billion by the time it was finished. Um, but it basically was a landmark deal that basically has funded the British arms industry ever since. It seems to me that this was the time that Jeffrey Epstein was in in London and working for the leases. So it, it feels like he may have been involved in one or both of these deals. Steve, do you know if he was? Jeffrey Epstein was involved in both of those deals. Hmm. I won two. He was the assistant to Douglas Lease hmm. and the partner to Julian Lease and Nicholas Lease. And what you're going to find out is that the missing $200 million that just disappeared and then showed up one day in the Virgin Islands and Southern Trust, that came from money laundering of what you're discussing, that $200 million that went into Southern Trust in the Virgin Islands. You're going to find that out, and that's been a cover-up. And that's going to be exposed. Well, that's a huge story, and I and I've got a little bit of information you might find interesting coming up to share with you about that. That that might even fulfill the circle even further. Um, in in 1991, there's another incident involving the leases. This is when they set up. I call it a. Uh, the Toasters for Arms Company. Basically, there's a department <laughs> store called Littlewoods, and um, I have and, and, and Nicholas's <laughs> uh, and Nicholas's um, lease sets up an offshore company. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna vent my screen. screen as game theory guy who mocked as a uh, conspiracy theorist. That sounds like a parody of people making fun of me, of toasters for arms. I just want to point out to the audience, I never came up with uh, toasters for arms. It's a real thing. It's not from my fever dream. It's 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 absolutely a real thing. I came up with a name. And you, can, you can forget it after I've, I've described it here because it's really quite silly. But... Um, what, what they basically did, it works like this, they, they, they provided the services to Little Woods by going to the Far East and buying home, home appliances or toasters and provided them to the lease to the Little Woods clients and customers at a 15% commission. But they also, at the same time, went to China and acquired arms. So here's this nice department store, um, you know, famous in its history in the UK providing home appliances to people, not realizing that it's also being used as a cover to acquire weapons from Narinko, the Chinese arms manufacturer, which was then pushed out to the world. Now, I'm not sure if Epstein was involved in this particular deal, but it certainly gives you a good look at how these guys operated. Epstein was directly involved oh. in that. 
directly involved even in the 90s? Yes. While he yes. was at Towers or afterwards? During and afterwards. Both. When did that start? And before Towers. And before Towers. Norinko started with the leases way back in the 80s. Mm. So this is an old relationship. Okay, so, so let's, let's talk about this for a second. second. Yeah. Because this, this, this is, is some of that Iran-Contra Iran stuff that's, that's so fun. fun. And horrible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was <laughs> there were arms also going to the Sandinistas because the whole point was to have arms on both sides of that war, and there was a both sidesing of the war between Iran and Iraq, which started the whole thing. So, putting aside all of that warfare geopolitical history. We do know around um, an airline that that was ended up being, and I'll get the name of this for you, but an airline that ended up having a lot of CIA and intelligence stuff around it that was involved in Iran-Contra um, had uh, <laughs> a plane that got <laughs> stuck, and I. I I want to remember where it is. I'm so sorry. I'll get these details, but I just want to tell the key points of the story. It kept getting loaded up, and the pilots were taking from the Middle East to Central America. And uh, this one pilot stops one day, and he says, hang on, hang on. I need to see what you're putting on my plane. These are the good guys, actually, these pilots. These are our guys. Right. Mm -hmm. So, because they kept telling him it's cabbage, it's cabbage, it's lettuce. So he says, let me see the lettuce. So he goes back there. There's a crate stamped with Chinese uh, words, letters, the symbols from some company out of China. They open it up and it's, Arms. It's these. It's these weapons and and weapon launchers. No cabbage. Became the joke. It's cabbage and cabbage launcher. <laughs> so you were armed from China, seemingly, that were getting pushed through the Middle East on an airline that was involved in air Iran Contra for arms that were going to Sandinistas. Unbelievable. What a story. And, and I, I could never, never figure out that, that Chinese, Chinese language on that box. <laughs> <laughs> I have this little detail that's been bothering me for, for years. So, so to find out that the lead is, at this point in time, at the point in time of Iran-Contra, are in bed with this Marinko, that makes me, that it makes things click for me a little bit. The answer is yes, absolutely. That's how it was done. And Epstein was the assistant to the least three main executives. Epstein was an intricate part of the three lease members of the family. And he was directly involved in this with Norinko. Directly. Why are the British buying arms from the Chinese? And who are they selling the it to? Are, I don't think the British 
were doing that. I think these arms, and I'm speculating, mm-hmm. were moving into the Middle East. Right, but through a British company, or at least a British-owned company, and a and a, and a knighted, and a knighted, you know, lease. He, he was a sir, wasn't he? He was part of the of the order. Like, I mean, he was still has to make sense legally that he was doing these things. He must have got permission from somebody. Well, that was the mission, bringing mm. the arms into the Middle East. That was the whole mission. Unbelievable. And how much of this do you think landed up in, in, in towers? Or did any of this land up in towers, the money at least? Well, the principals, Lease, Epstein, the others that were principals, mm. were involved in running all of those arms. Adnan mm. Khashoggi, they were involved in running all those arms. Mm. They were involved in all of this. You know, the other person who was really involved at the time was Ari Ben Menashe, who you know is the handler of of Robert Maxwell. And uh, this is his book that he wrote a while ago called Prophets of War. In, in that book, he makes two extraordinary claims about what happened to the, to the money that Israel and the United States put into the Iran-Contra deal. Because what they did is they created a slush fund. I think it was like 600 or $800 million each that it totaled $1.6 billion that um, they were able to put into the slush fund. And the Israeli money at the end was kept in the, behind the Soviet Union and in other parts of the world in safe bank accounts. The American money was given to the Israelis to look after because they really didn't want to bring it back home because it was going to be obvious that they'd done these illegal ops with $800 million. So Maxwell goes up to Prime Minister Shamir in Israel and says, I want to buy a bunch of media companies. Uh, could, I, could I get some help from you? And Shamir offers up the American CIA money that was originally put up for the Iran-Contra to Maxwell uh, to guarantee some of these media buys of these big companies that he tried to do in around 1988. Again, it's very similar timing. They come back around in 1991 and they try to do another, uh, another official deal where Maxwell would get possession of all 800 million and would promise to pay it back to the Americans. And apparently he reneged on that. So reading the Ben Menashe assumptions here, it feels like the money from the CIA operation to run Iran-Contra, to run that whole illegal arms efforts into Iran, $800 million landed up with Robert Maxwell. Would you be surprised by that, or is that something you, you pretty much thought happened? That's what I thought did take place. Mm. And so I know LB has a note on how Jeffrey Epstein got his money. And maybe you could fill us in on that, LB, and, uh, and we'll connect the dot that way. Well, there was testimony, uh, a deposition in the Jeffrey Epstein investigation. And his deposition taken, Stephen, by one of the attorneys for many of the girls, the victims. And I think it was in 2010. And it was with a the deposition was of a woman who was the bookkeeper for Jeffrey's modeling company. Um, so she was his bookkeeper, but really he sort of got her from his partner, Jean-Luc Brunel. Cause, Cause she, she was, was with Jean-Luc's company, company 
before it became a company with Jeffrey and they changed their name and all of this. So she'd been with Jean-Luc for years. She'd seen all, a lot of things. She knew Epstein somewhat. She had met him at the launch party, which I think was like 2006 or something. But she testified under oath, I mean, or her deposition that she had inquired where, who is this guy and where did he get all his money? And she was told by someone from within Jeffrey's organization, I believe, that he got it from his girlfriend's dad. And I think it was Edwards was the attorney, Stephen. Right. And he said, because I can't remember the name. And he says, well, was it Jelaine Maxwell? Yep, that's it. That's where he got his money. And then that, that poor bookkeeper got smeared to the nines uh, after that. that, that, that it's, it's a very tiny little detail in over almost a thousand pages what are now released documents from the trial and from the depositions from the case. Because we don't have all of it, but we've had this amount. And you have to be willing to go through all that paperwork and it's a tiny little excerpt and one woman's deposition. But there it is. It's outrageous. But that's what you're dealing with. The masterminds of criminality who are still around and are still the shot callers. They're doing it today. Yeah. And that's why this case, this mystery case of Jeffrey Epstein is the crimes of the century. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. I mean, you really are looking at a situation here where it looks like the CIA's money, which was already stupidly being spent on getting arms to Iran, land up in Epstein's uh, bank account so he can run a blackmailing scheme where he's raping young women at, you know, on an industrial scale and then blackmailing American politicians using CIA money. Well, he was, he was funded by the arms sales money, by the lease money, by the Towers financial money, by the Leslie Wexner money, and all the other money he scammed off the top and the money laundering. Mm -hmm. He moved a lot of money for a lot of people. That hasn't come out yet. Right, that seems to be the next big chapter of this is how much money and and also who really was involved. I mean, you talk about uh, Sir Douglas Lease, who was a respected member of the inner circle of the royal family. It does, in my research, show that Prince Andrew was not just someone they targeted for a blackmail scheme. He was also very much involved in the arms trades um, that Jeffrey Epstein and Ari Benman and... and um, um, and uh, Adnan Khashoggi were involved in. And on top of that, so is Prince Charles. There are a number of indications that he was involved in, in signing some of these deals. That's a, you know, significantly, it ups the stakes significantly in the story of the arms trading. Well, Epstein used Prince Andrew effectively as his number one trophy, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And it's a pity what Epstein pulled off here, but that's why Leist wanted to move Epstein out of the UK because he was too hot. 
Right. And wanted to put him in towers financial. Well, that didn't work out so well for the rest of us, right? America. Wow. So he was too hot for the UK, and he landed up being even a bigger problem in the United States now, because at the end of the day, this scandal has been around for decades, and it's just beginning to come to a head now, I think. We're just beginning to learn what's been happening for the well, last 40 he, years. And Epstein was the linkage mm -hmm. with Lise and the others you mentioned in this show that moved and laundered all of this money. It's amazing. It must the be. Crimes. The crimes are amazing. Yeah. Trillions of dollars worth of crimes, you'd think, probably. Like an astonishing amount. Well, it's the financing of these wars mm -hmm. for decades. Right, right. This is what has been killing American soldiers in the Middle East, killing other soldiers in the Middle East for decades. Exactly. That's, that's a very it's good It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Mm. war machine. So, so the, the airline, airline was... Global. Global International Airways. And where this particular event said of, let me see the lettuce, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which turned out to be twin barreled 57 millimeter guns with several dozen cases of ammunition labeled in Chinese. Um, and that happened uh, at the Tunisian airport in Algeria. Mm. And they were supposed to be flying from, from Lebanon to Nicaraguan uh, with some refugees to get some refugees in Costa Rica to get lettuce to the refugees in Costa Rica. Well, you know who actually might really but be involved in that? I it, was, it, was. it was. I just was reading today that Prince Andrew was involved in some weird arms dealing with the Tunisians. So, it. I mean, it could be a stretch. Could be anybody, but it might uh, actually so be. My head. It may be connected somehow. Um, so I want to go around and just get everyone's final thoughts here because we are a little out of time. We're getting close to there. You know, I have a global thought about all of this. And it's a little bit of what we've talked about a lot, Zev, in terms of why is it up to us to do this? Why are we the only people telling you know, the story and, so far? Yeah. Right. And really appreciating Stephen coming, coming forward and saying, yes, I saw these people. Yes, I... I, these are the people I know. I do know they're with arms deals. I do, and, and not shirking away either, Stephen, when you take accountability for the criminality that was towers. Uh, and how Jeffrey was perfect because he was a criminal. <laughs> and so I appreciate that so much. And I find it astounding that although, Zev, you are this seasoned journalist and newsman and and i'm a writer i've been pulling apart story and putting stuff together my whole career which is why i like things like cabbage <laughs> cabbage launchers I've, that's a scene right in a film it's a good i can scene write too. that uh it's a great scene and you know so i can find the story in there and put context to the human behavior around it and eric brings his intelligence knowledge for that, that side of the world, but why is, why is it us? Where are these big news orgs and, or the, or the experts in these fields and why aren't they zeroing in on a firsthand witness to this massive financial crime that this 
that this very high profile criminal was involved with. It, it, it baffles me. me. And it, it bothers, bothers me. me. So, so I'm bothered, bothered and maybe because I not having my happy hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it, it does it does bother me. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and, and, and we've taken, taken a couple of hits. People hit, I'm like, why are you hitting us? We're, We're just following money here. Why aren't you following money? Where are you? It is that is the key yes, question. That's really how is. I feel. Yeah. It's amazing that these people have not shown up to cover a story that's that's pretty easy to see um, at the end of the day. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Like you've been interviewed by so many people and yet the real story is still not out. The real story, the untold story, mm. is 75%. It's the financial crimes cover up that will unravel all of this. And they have started to tell it. They touched on it. It's a very deep story. And the bigger news outlets have started to tell it. But they have not gone as deep as you have gone, Zev. You are the deepest in this story in the media in the world. And you are telling it. With you your are help. breaking news. It's only because of what you've been able to share with me. Shows, but you're breaking news on each show, and that's very important. And you can get this financial story told. They'll be interested in telling it. You can get it told. There's no question. I, I absolutely. Tonight, I think you broke a couple of really important points that I just... We have to underline before we get away from the show. Yeah, the first thing is you said that Julian Lease might actually be cooperating, which, you know, now that people have a greater understanding. Willing, willing to cooperate willing. to avoid his arrest in the UK because he oh. can be the target easily for this and what Prince Andrew, not on the rapes, but on the other crimes with Jeffrey Epstein that are about to come out, Julian Lees could be the fall guy for Prince Andrew. And that's why I think Julian mm. Lees is a hot potato right now. Oh, of course. Yeah, because they'll, they'll offer wow. him up. And he uh, he has a lot, I'm sure, to share but on what a lot of these people we've been talking about. He's like a fall guy. I mean, he was in there. He was doing all this stuff. Anybody, but so he better start talking. No choice, but he'll start talking. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got a problem. Good. He's got a big problem, Julian Lease. <laughs> he can give up Epstein totally. I'm sorry. I also think the uh, the Epstein and the news that you said that Epstein was involved in, and, and I know you've said it in bits and pieces before, but that Epstein was involved in all of those Saudi deals that I pointed out with the leases, the three big uh, deals over decades. Boy, that changes the whole scope of what he really was about, you know, for, for me in any event. You really do get a sense that this guy was... Arms dealing first, probably, money laundering second, and then you only get to the sexual crimes, you know, which is not saying they diminish in value, but they that's for him in his mindset, that was probably the most serious thing that he had to deal with was the arms dealing. Yes. Yes. That's what was occurring. Unbelievable. Well, so much news yet again. And thank you very much, Steve, for joining us on Narrative Live. And thank you to LB and Eric. Uh always great to have you guys on, and I hope we we get to do this again soon. Did you guys want to stay on and actually do
do a little another round robin, or, or are you desperate for your happy hour? Uh, this is for LB and, and Eric. I'm sure you need to go, Steve. <laughs> what do you think? We can see a little bit. Yeah, I think. I think what? we were to sort of digest it because I think it's worth talking about what Jeffrey's arc was. Right. Right. I, and why he needed this persona why he had to thieve all of this money to set up this persona, to set up this mythological life, uh, uh, because he would never have been able to entrap anybody um, in his industrial-scale rape scheme um, without it. Absolutely. The, the money was the anchor to everything. Mm -hmm. It was the anchor to everything. That's right. Unbelievable story of, of billions and trillions of dollars, of dollars, but also decades of war and bloodshed. It's a part of the Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein saga that is not being told yet, uh, and we'll continue to follow it on Narrative Live. Thanks everyone for joining us, and uh, we'll be back again with another episode in the future. Have a good night, everybody. Good, good night, night, everyone. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download.